0: Hello, Gooners out there. Good evening. We are about Camp Wonderland, an Arsenal podcast, and I, I'm Chris. I'm your host. Hello. Uh, this evening we were hoping to be a threesome. Um, unfortunately, we're a 74, 73 year old and one day. Well, actually, technically, we're a bit older than that because I've got more. But we're a, we're a twosome. Uh, we are a twosome. A duo. A duo, that's it. It's just me and Danny. Um, yeah, Jeff's, Jeff's boiler's on the blink, everybody. You, how do you know it's heading towards winter when the boiler goes on the blink? So he may join us later on. He might not. We'll just have to see. But if he doesn't, then uh, you're you're stuck with me and Danny for an hour or so. So hard luck to you all. Um, Danny, how are you? Many happy returns for yesterday, sir. Thank
1: you very much. Um, we had a lovely day out. Me and Sean. we said we'll get up at 10, leave at 11, be in Cambridge for 12. We got up at 12, left at 2, got to Cambridge for (laughs) 4, and then I ate something that gave me the shits. So happy birthday (laughs) to me indeed. And then Sean's mum made me my favourite, pear crumble, and double cream and special custard. I don't like apples. They're too tart. And then I ate some of that. And then I was awake from half past 5 this morning until 8 a.m. this morning. (laughs) Yeah, um, happy birthday to me! In that tone is fucking horrible.
0: What a yeah! So, I, I love, I love how ninety percent of our podcasts start with something yeah. to do with shit, poo sequel in general. Like Pooh- gen, it was always something,
1: isn't there? Yeah, um, that's because we're old, Chris, and these things. Happen. It's the first time I've had well, uh, t- tummy tummy troubles for about four years. Close to get it regularly, but. It might have been the yeah. Marks and Spencer's sandwiches that I had because it had um, ham and mustard, and it was wafer thin, which means wafer thin. thin quality. It didn't. It didn't agree with you. Whatever it was, it did no, not agree it with you.
0: Um, did not no. add, add
1: it at all. So I'm now fifty three years and one day. So there you go.
0: Well, I'm. I mean, I'm glad you had somewhat of a, a good birthday. Um, I'm, it was I'm different. F- yeah. Well, we'll go with different. We'll stick with different. Um, one thing I'm fairly sure you did enjoy would have been yes. Sunday. Um, we are a couple of days late because you know we're we're not down with the hipsters. Like we're always late. We don't care. Like we don't care. Um, we are three, two, three days. This is Wednesdays. So I don't know what bloody day of the week exactly is. is. We're three we're three days on from the Arsenal victory over Manchester City. Yes, that's Arsenal victory over Manchester City by a goal to nil seen as it is just you and me I don't really yeah. want to like structure things too much I just want to have a bit of a chat with you really yes. uh, well, I mean, what, what was your thoughts overall because obviously you know it goes without saying we're all delighted uh, that's the, um, the celebration that's the, police no it,
1: it's uh, they've come to for, stop us bloating
0: they're looking for Haaland he's been a missing man for a week now Um, but yeah, I just, how did you feel just your general sort of feelings on it? Like, do do you, are you in that camp that says this is a potentially game changing result, not least because of what it does for the table, but it's more like the long term?
1: Say so that again. I was looking at Jeff's message. He's putting pictures of his fucked boiler, saying it's only eighteen months old. What did you say? <laughs> For God's what was sake! It, what?
0: I was saying, are you in the camp that feels like this result is game-changing in terms of, like, oh, does it yeah. does it set the bar? Is is it that big? Is it just the fact we've won, or does it set that psychological edge now? And we're in their head rent-free, as the kids say.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I I put a um a, a tweet about it. And if I can go and find it, as usual, the the internet is letting me down. Um, what did I put? Uh, that was a career defining moment for Arteta. The worm has started to turn psychologically. That is a huge moment for Arteta, the players, the club and us fans, Bravo Arsenal. So that sums up how I felt about it. Cause it was magnificent. We, they didn't come to play football. And that is usually a sign that a team is scared of us because Teams like Man City uh, go everywhere and they play football. They out-football everybody and they didn't and they couldn't and they tried it and it didn't work. Um, well, whenever they tried anything, it didn't work. And for Haaland, for only the second time in his Premier League career to get not a single shot at goal. I mean, I've got the I've got the, put the stat up here that someone else has got. Um, they did. Man City shots. There's four of them in red. All no goal. You can see all the Haaland shots are in blue there. There's oh, there's no blue, there's no blue dots. Oh, and there's also no green dots for goals for them. And they were worried. I mean, they've got, you lose Gundogan, who is a hell of a player, and then you have no, um, Rodri, who is a fouling little shit, who gets away with murder, as we saw with Kovacic, who also got away with bloody murder. But then you've still got some of the best players in the league, some of the best players in the world there. And they didn't. Absolutely nothing. But I mean, if I have a look at the the who scored.com and have a look, they had four shots, and they were one on target, two off target, one blocked. We had six 12 shots, two on target, six of them were off target, and four of them were blocked. The gist of that means it could have ended four-one. They were horrendous. They they had absolutely nothing for us, and we did that without Saka.
0: Mm. That's actually um, a good point that I did. I, wanna, I did want to. I did want to raise about that because there was that argument, wasn't there, that they didn't have Rodri, they didn't have Kevin De Bruyne, they didn't have Haaland. and they. Oh no, wait, they did have Haaland. So, it kind of bodes that question, doesn't it? Because we didn't have Saka, who's arguably the best player in you know, the world. Arguably, well, he's arguably one of the best <laughs> players in the world at the moment. I mean, he's right up there on stats alone. Uh, that was the team news wasn't it that was the big that was the big uh team news pre-game is that he didn't make it do you think that was Mikel mind games a little bit because I I read somewhere that he was on the team coach which I didn't find massively surprising given the fact that he he, like the team travels together don't they like I would still expect who wasn't on the coach uh no he was on the coach
1: who Arteta no, oh, <laughs> of course Arteta was on the coach. I thought you were saying that Sam Arteta wasn't on the coach. No, uh, no, Saka. Yeah, so we we had our lucky charm, our team mascot, the, the the favorite player in in the world of Arsenal for for quite some time. Yeah, I saw that he went and it was yeah. on, he was sat behind the bench, wasn't he?
0: Yeah. So that that was that was what I was wondering. Do you do you think like that was Mikel's way of sort of, you know, trying to one up Pep by sort of suggesting because there was a lot of reports in the media of pre-game the he night before the morning yeah, yeah. off that he was going to play. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't surprised that he didn't make it because there's a hell of a turnaround time. And actually, if it means if you look back at it in hindsight now, I'm pretty pleased with it because it means he doesn't go away with England. He gets a good rest and he comes back hopefully fresh for the, the next league game. But it was a risk to sort of suggest he was going to play. But I mean, it kind of paid off, didn't it, for, for Arteta
1: did remind me of, of the olden days, and there was always managers. It was regularly saying, No, no, they're not making it, they're not. No, 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 no. It was usually Harry Kane and Spurs, wasn't it? Oh, no, no, they mm. can't make it, he's, he's going to be out. And then, oh, miraculously, he's playing the game. So I fully expected Saka to play, and mm. I didn't expect Martinelli to play. So no, when I, I saw the lineups, and I saw, um, I've got the little thing here, um, of, of the lineups, where is it? It was, um, put this one up. This is a pretty good graphic. Um, Trossard on the left I was a little bit worried about because he's really been off of form hasn't he he's, he's not had a good time recently and I saw Eddie up front and I thought well Eddie's litter picking for that game because he's going to do absolutely all. Gabriel moved from the left hand side to the right hand side just shows what a magnificent versatile player he is and then uh Jorginho in the middle along with Rice and he thought well here we go we're, we're going to try and shut the game down aren't we because yeah. we know that is going to end up being White, Jorginho, Rice, and Zinchenko as four defensive-ish midfielders, and uh, no one down the right-hand side. Uh, and then, but then it all changed. You saw White was actually playing as what well, was not quite a right wing back, but not quite a right winger. Whatever that position is, In I think middle, he invented it. Right wing back, almost. But yeah. yeah, it was was and it was very impressive. But then, and then you saw these two bastards. Look at them; they've got the same haircut. They are. It, there's no team in the world that will come up against Saliba and Gabriel that won't be thinking, oh, fuck me. <laughs> it is, they are the, the best centre-back partnership in the world. I'm going to say what, that without 20, having any idea of any others. 24 and, 20, 24 and 22, I think they are both. Until they're 24 and 26. Until they're 25 and twenty. yeah. Hmm. I mean, it was just, yeah, just absolutely stunning how we managed to do it. And I didn't think we were going to do it. I thought, well, you know, because we all secretly think that we're living in a simulation. And that if we think we're going to win, the simulation is going to go, you watch this, 6-0 loss. So I went a draw, even <laughs> though I hoped we'd win, but I knew we'd lose.
0: Well, do you want to know, do you want to know a fun fact about the, the game? Um, the reason we won this game was actually down to me oh yeah yeah
1: because you're you're living in a simulation as well
0: i'm living in a simulation no the reason is i didn't even watch the first half (laughs) what why well i i got the times mixed up so um
1: i do i actually got up for it
0: yeah well i i I knew it was the late game but i i went out for a walk because um sunday was rest day I'd, i'd had 10 solid days of runs so i was like right today is is the day where my legs are going to fall off if I put any more miles in them so I'll just go for a little walk and I was kind of watching Brighton and Liverpool while sort of watching Lorient and Leon at the time at the same time I was like I'll see these games out and then I'll go for a little poodle and then I'll come back in time and it was only when I got halfway around the walk it's like a um National Trust loop and I got halfway around and uh Oh. The, only that tri- the only thing that triggered me was this guy walked past in an Arsenal jacket. And I quickly looked down at my watch. And I was like, oh, I've got ages. And then I saw on my phone, I had a notification from Arsenal, like basically saying the game had kicked off. And that was 25 minutes ago. And I was like, oh, <laughs> whoopsie-daisy. So, yeah. So I, was, uh, I wasn't i was yes, even watching another game. I was just out, out and about walking. So I, luckily, in the modern era, you can, of course, flip on uh, a radio. How far were you from home? uh when i found out yeah. I, so i was halfway around the loop and the loop is four miles so i was about i was about two miles away from home so even i got
1: with your um 100, 100 miles a month that must you must have thought oh god
0: yeah well we I, I the the irony was if i had have been out on just a casual run i probably would have got out and done the loop and got back in time but because it was yeah. just literally a walk you know i didn't even have my running stuff off i just went for a walk i um,
1: so
0: have yeah, a liability but it worked out all right, didn't it? So, um, you know, it, it worked out well. I got back for the second half, but enough about me. Uh, let's come back to the game itself. What did you make of the, I don't really want to spend too much time on referees cause it's just boring, but any excuse at all for the Michael Oliver choices on Kovacic Cause we've had the leaks. Well, I say leak. We've had this show with Michael Owen and that haven't we since. And, um, Howard Webb has tried to defend it saying, Oh, you know, his his heel was in the ground. Like that fucking matters to anybody. Um yeah. I mean I thought he should have walked for the first tackle. Or well, he could well, it was an orange, wasn't it? He, you know, he could have stayed on, he could have gone for that, but he definitely should have gone for the second
1: one. Before I answer that, um Trev and Fergus, focuses is in the chat. Afternoon, Fergus, fellow Gooner, podcaster. That's their YouTube channel. Go and subscribe to it. You will not be disappointed. They are much like us. They do it for the love of podcasting mm-hmm. and having a chat, not to be famous. That's, uh, that's well, the way. Yes. Um, that but it. you were saying, I've got a picture of it here, the the infamous tackle. Now, mm. say again how, how the referee oh. described this one.
0: Well, this this was classed as uh, what, whilst what was he was it? on a yellow. Yeah, whilst he was on a yellow, and and he said that Michael Oliver wouldn't have wanted to have was it wasn't was it ruining the game? I, I can He didn't want to make too big a decision that could potentially ruin the game. I don't give a shit about ruining the game. Like, and the thing is, we've I think we've all said post game in in reality now we know the result. The benefit of hindsight is we can all now say we beat city with 11 against 11, right? Cause if we'd have won this against 10 men, that would have been their out, right? So that would have been their excuse, but this is the law of the game. And I've watched the, I must admit, I I'll be honest with you. I don't really watch match the day anymore. I can't be asked. No. I I'm interested in Arsenal and, and French league and that's it. I don't really bother about the rest of the teams, but, um, but I did see that Malo Gusto taco tackle, tackle that he got sent off for Chelsea the other week. Um, and I, that one, I could sort of see the argument of saying, oh, I'm not sure that is a red. And I thought the VAR gave him not the best advice on that one. But this one, like, it was just it's just so obvious, wasn't it? And like you say, this tackle here on the screen now, this was the second one of the two. And I say he could easily have gone for the first one. It's from behind. It's out of control. rakes Erdegaard, who also twists, you know, he twists in the impact of the injury as well. The impact of the tackle as well, which could have led to injury. Yeah. So I just, yeah, I just thought that, you know, again, I don't want to spend hours on referees, but I just don't think the defence they've come out with is remotely acceptable and justifiable in any way, shape, or form. And you know, people are going to ask questions, aren't they? When this referee spent time in the UAE, who of course
1: fund Manchester City literally days before. I don't
0: subscribe to it, but you can see why people can put two and two together, can't you?
1: Um, Michael Michael Oliver doesn't want to have a negative impact on the game by overreacting. That's it. You absolute shitbag.
0: Overreacting. Well, a foul is a foul. Endangering an opponent is endangering an opponent. It doesn't matter what the game happens like.
1: And did yeah. you see the other one? The um the re- oh god that's been on the screen the whole time while I was looking for the treat Sorry about I that. I did wonder. Yeah, <laughs> um, the other referee who was in the studio and Paul Merson was having a go at him, oh, and he oh,
0: was, it was he was deep. he was
1: yeah. talking down to a player of the likes of the rest of the whole panel. I mean, you had that that woman <laughs> on there who's useless, but and one of the other blokes on there was an idiot, and then Merson, who's who's won two league titles and he's won FA Cup, and he's won the Cup Winners' Cup. And what is this referee? You don't understand the game. It's not about... Shut up. Mercy should have got up and chinned the twat. They're they just going to keep on doing it because they are not accountable to anybody. We had up last week, we had all the times that the, the PGMOL have apologised for stuff. Yeah. I mean, Cole put this on Twitter. And um, for those at home on the bus and on the toilet, it's the, the family guy thing where it's usually racist, not racist, but going by the color grade, it's gone yellow card, not an Arsenal player, red card, Arsenal player. And we have seen it so many times in recent years. And uh, like with goals being disallowed and things being offside, some teams are getting so much favor. And like Liverpool against Spurs, where Liverpool had that goal disallowed. Oh, but then you go to the next game. And didn't Liverpool have a goal um, allowed that wasn't shouldn't have been allowed or something like that? The whole thing yeah. is just—it's not even swings and roundabouts at the moment. It's just a roller coaster ride. No one's got any idea whether you're going to get away with stuff and just get rid of VAR completely because you cannot celebrate. I didn't celebrate the goal. I was watching mm-hmm. it. Sean's mum came and she was here when it's, and she was clapping like a, a seal wanting dinner. Like you got, you're throwing a bit of hadarca, and I didn't celebrate because I, I've I've lost all enthusiasm for celebrating goals because there's no point. I mean, the Spurs ones I did because you think well, at any moment it could be disallowed, and I said to her, "How are they? I think I might have tweeted, how are they going to disallow this one?' Yeah. Because there is so much corruption going on, and maybe we should do a podcast on it. We said it a couple of weeks ago. All the leagues that have had corruption in it, all the international games that have had corruption, if you think there is no corruption going on in the Premier League, boys and girls, mums and dads, cats and dogs, then you are delusional. Southeast Asian betting syndicates, they are notorious for it. It's going to come out in years. There wasn't it, um, Nottingham Forest lost a champion, a Europa League Cup or some team lost, um, Malmo won it or some nonsense. And then 30, 40 years later, the referee went, yeah, I'd been bribed. That took 40 years to come out, and 108 charges FC. Stuff is going to come out in the future. 115, I believe it is. That should be 115 (laughs) plus another 20 or 30 from this season. If people don't think there's corruption going on, I don't know with who or any kind of level, but there is stuff going on because this is happening far too often, and then all the the PGMOL goes, what's your problem? What are you going to do about it? And like Klopp says, I can't afford to keep getting fined for when I want to have my say on things and personally yeah. I'd have a direct debit to the FA every month for 20 grand and I'd say exactly what the fuck I wanted if I was a manager and I would I would then have a press conference and I'd have a pointy screen I'd have my laser I go look at this look at that do this this isn't right here but even Match of the Day don't talk about it the way they should do. They gloss over a lot of stuff, don't they?
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's that's why I started not watching it because the highlights are just not. Really I just hate the Gary Lineko,
1: and I hate all those other pricks on there. The only time it's <laughs> worth watching is when Ian Wright's on there. <laughs> yeah, true.
0: Yeah, I just I tend to I tend to grab my football highlights now in short form. Like that's just how I, you know, occasionally if'm on YouTube and I see that there's a you know list of the goals or Sky do quite a good like quick fire package of the goals only and that's that's it for me. But hey, look at this from Russ
1: Morgan. Read what he's put there. Same so Michael Evans.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I should should have mentioned that. You're absolutely absolutely right, Russ. Yeah. I mean it is uh, it is really of the
1: boys and girls not watching.
0: Same Michael Oliver, he sent off a Martinelli for two yellows and the same passage of play. He didn't want to affect the game. Do me a favour. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, I remember the Martinelli one. That was absolutely crazy, wasn't it? Absolutely yeah. bonkers. And it's them. never
1: going to get any better, is it? Because they don't give a fuck.
0: But we well, we do have to caveat when you said there about it's not It's not VAR. It's the people behind the machines. It's the
1: interpretation.
0: It? Yeah, it is. And, and they... God knows what's going to happen when we get this uh, thing that they've got in the Champions League with the... Um, the offside right? automated, yeah. I mean, it, it's either going to make it a lot better, or it's going to go
1: horribly wrong. I say let Chat GBT be the referee of all the games. Instant reactions, <laughs> a few worse. memes thrown in, and then because the, the 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 PGMRL are morally bankrupt mm. and corrupt, and they do not give a damn about the beautiful game, and mm. that, that, that's and that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. That's the gist of it. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> I've gone uh, attitude here, all on your ass. Sorry about that. <laughs> you have,
0: and what's what's more going to happen as well? Like guns and yellow ribbons has put in the chat there. Like just cancelled all my Sky and TNT packages. They're fueling the opportunity to, to compromise the game. It's hard to disagree with that. It's hard it's to disagree that. with that. But anyway,
1: oh, that's burgers. Uh, uh,
0: that's you go. What let's what? get get back to the football because you know referees and whatever I think we I think we're all in agreement that Kovacic was and I I genuinely like to think I'm pre measured on you know there's plenty of times where I've called people have been raging about Arsenal red cards and I've gone nah it's a red let's be honest like you know I'm quite realistic in them but that one for me was a bit of a joke but the weird thing about this game is there isn't a lot to talk about because the game itself was I don't think it was a bad game, but it was just very technically, you know, it was almost above chess. Like it was a higher level. It was just tactical. And I think arguably what probably swung this game was those substitutions, wasn't it? Because City brought on Doku, who, by the way, for everyone getting excited, Jeremy Doku at Ren is a classic YouTube player. Those who know, know. Uh he, he he put up a brilliant YouTube uh reel of his four or five different stunning goals in a season and then he'll go missing for twenty games. So Ben White says hi.
1: Have but um, you been surprised by the number of not top-tier signings that Man City made this summer. Yeah, a little bit, a little so, bit. Uh, the, do the, you the get the feeling one... that may, maybe the um the owners of um 115 charges FC Taking their foot off the pedal because they've won five out of the last uh four out of the last five Premier Leagues and they finally won the Champions League. Do you think they're maybe going? I mean, look at look at you got Kovacic, don't rate him 25 million. Um, Garvidal, never heard of him. Doku, 55 million. Thadiel's
0: very good to be fair, they have been tracking him for a while. Yeah, he was at Leipzig, Um, Croatian
1: international. Yeah, Nunes. From Wolves, that's a weird million. one. Yeah, that's a weird these, one. Th- these are t- uh, Kovacic wasn't wanted. He, I think his time is done. And then they got a, a couple of players. One from uh, Wimbledon, and yeah. then another one from West Ham, and that's it. Where's the the the, the world class signings to come? Well, and take the position of um, that's oh, the word Gundogan and Maros. Yes. That,
0: that's that's that's. I think you hit the nail on the head there. That's the bit that I don't really understand. They they lost Gundogan, who was who was on his day, world class. Certainly wasn't the city. Yeah.
1: Saved them so many times last season with the odd goal here and there.
0: Yeah, and, and Mares, you know, people forget how good Mares was at, at Leicester before mm. they got him, in. and that's what I thought was a weird one because I just think if they were going to bring in a replacement for them, they could have done a lot more with the money than than Doku and Nunes, Yeah, I think he's all right, but I'm not sure he he's nowhere near Gundogan level. And I think if they, but then. Don't forget, they were in for Declan Rice, who we'll come on to in a minute. So, yeah. you know, maybe there is that argument of uh, that was the player they wanted.
1: I bet uh, they saw his, his performance at the weekend and went, ooh. someone yeah. I know." Follow tweeted, "It's very rare that we underplay under we pay hundred and five million for a player and think we've got a bargain."
0: Oh, excuse me. Yeah.
1: Well,
0: well, look at it this way. I mean, let's let's talk about now while while we're on the subject. He. He's a player who, he makes the game look quite effortless. And I, I, what I really, one of the things I like about Rice is his, his tackling style. He's one of those players who can make a tackle, but then sort of retain the ball in the tackle, if you know what I mean. Like he doesn't overcommit and put himself out of the game in order to win the ball. He does that sort of one-legged lunge thing where he'll take the ball and then move us back onto the attack. He's got those sort of octopus-type legs. Very rarely fouls, unless it's a cynical foul to stop an attack, which... You know, rodri has been doing very well for years. So we could do with a bit more of that. He's clearly a bit of a silent leader. And the the biggest compliment I can pay him is when was the last time you heard anyone asking how much we paid for him again? Because that was yeah. all the rage in the summer, wasn't it? 100 million. Blah, blah, blah. No one mentions his price tag now, do they? Not one person. So I think he, yeah, I think he has been, <sighs> bless you, it's catching.
1: <laughs> I, it took a while. Speed yeah. of light. So to of the sound.
0: It's got a bit of taking a bit of time. <laughs> but yeah, I think um I, I think we we clearly identified him over a year ago. We clearly did the, the due diligence and did i just we, think The summer before really we offered threat.
1: about fifty, sixty million for him and we thought, oh, that's a bit much.
0: <laughs> for for Rice.
1: Yeah. I mean, how old is he? He is he's twenty 24. he's twenty five in January. Yeah. Wow twenty
0: four till he's twenty five.
1: It doesn't release, doesn't rely on pace. He could have be at Arsenal for the most of the players can be here for the next decade.
0: Well, he's got that, he's got that Vieira Petit style, hasn't he? You know, whether he's going to go on to be as good as them, win as much as them, uh, he but he's got that style, he's got that, that rangy movement, he covers ground effortlessly. He looks fitter now than he did when he first joined because he did look like he was blowing a bit in the summer. I think that a lot of that comes down to style of play. David Moyes is. Obviously, doesn't play the style of football like we do with West Ham, so I think he had to transition into that. Um, but I feel like he's he's very quietly him and the two centre backs have very quietly become absolutely key to this this team. And and that's not to underplay the other guards, the Sackers, the, the the fit again, Jesus. Like there's obviously very key parts in other other places of the team, but that is your to use the cliche. That's your spine, isn't it? Those two centre backs playing with Rice in front. And I also thought, because we were just saying about the substitutions, when Mikel brought on those three subs, we've been critical of him in the past. Those three were, they were literally game-changing. They all had a hand in the goal. And I like the pass from Partey, where he sort of receives it from deep. That's the one area that I think Rice will probably work on in his game, is long-range passing.
1: Mm. But
0: Partey's ball in to, to Havertz, who also, you know, really did well, I thought, to control that and bring it down and sure, there's an element of fortune in Martinelli's strike. Of course, there is. The header back from Tommy Asu as well. Centre forward Tommy Asu, you gotta love that. But it was a really well crafted goal, and I just, I just think that everything good that we did on Sunday evolved around those two centre backs keeping City completely quiet, and through that midfield area with with Rice because he's so important now. That's the only worry, isn't it, when you spend that much money on such a key player, as City are finding out with Rodri. Yeah, you know, three games out and they've lost the rhythm. I think he played in one of the matches. I think he played at Newcastle. But
1: I want to share yeah, the... something with you here. Go um, for it. Is there you can put us down the bottom? I can't play the video. This is a this is a... i download all the games. Um Rice has just got the ball off of here off, off of um this twenty seven. And yeah. then um Foden has ran through about four players and at this point Party, who's just come yeah. back from injury, clatters into him, gets the ball off him. And then runs off with the ball. Um, and then, how much of this we're going to get away with showing, but look at that. <laughs> yeah. How's that? Yeah. And then we get the ball and then Foden gets up and starts shouting and screaming and crying. And he's, he's banging. At the end of the game, he was—he went to his mate, held up three fingers and went three times and he was banging on the side of his leg. I, don't rate, party I don't rate him. I don't rate him at all,
0: by the <laughs> way. I <laughs>
1: just no, never have rated Foden. I think he's absolute fraud. <laughs> Phil, Phil Fodder, as I call him. Um, but, but that you yeah, fantastic, but you're right? Party. And I was saying to you before that I've, uh, people have updated uh, Arteta's uh, favourite things. There we go. We think that's his current favourite Arsenal lineup. But yeah, I think that, way. that that is the future of the Arsenal I f- lineup. I think and that's got I've got potential. Yeah, I do. Taking out Havertz and putting Party because Party is captain of Ghana. He's a world class player on his day, as we saw so often last season. And when you've got Rice and Party in the same team, both really good range of passing, really top of their game. And with Erdegaard, that'll free up Erdegaard to go and tack a little bit more forward. But that, I think that, that that 11 there can go on and win the title. And then there was something that um, someone who knows stuff about, I think it was Gary Neville, but uh, here we go. Another little um, another little picture they've got up here, went for it to load. There you go. It's a picture of Gabriel lifting up, uh, Saliba, and the quote is: "The two centre backs and Rice are the most important players to keep fit. They won't win the league without them." And that's Gary Neville saying that. So, so that's two.
0: literally what I just said. So essentially, yep. he's he's ripped off my quote, even though he said it first. That's no. I mean, he's
1: only just said it right now, and I've managed to go and, and screen grab it there. Oh, there so you go. Uh, he's obviously watching. So this is another funny one. This is a fake um, Twitter one. Saliba quote: "When I felt bored in the game, I passed the ball to Haaland and then took it back again." <laughs> yeah, there was plenty of the old uh, shaking out pockets
0: uh, memes. The um, Guns and Yellow Ribbons made another good point in the chat as well. Are you were saying about Royce? Oh, uh, okay. Fergus has made a good point in the chat. Um, when he said, "Do you see him as an expensive player now?" Because the media made out like it was a mega deal, but win the league or Champions League, we get fifty percent of the fee back. I think and and you're right, Fergus, you're absolutely spot on. I think the only issue with that is we've got to win it first. But in the modern era, and it, it actually kind of sickens me to say this, but in the modern era, hundred million pounds is, is not really that much, is it? It's just not. If you want mm-hmm. the if you want the true elite players, you have to you have to pay those figures. And we saw that with the, the Hoyland deal at Manchester United. Like a lot of people saying, "Oh, he's overpriced." This, I was like, "No, this kid's got—he's got a lot." I was quite upset when they got him because he's a very good player, and he's starting to show it already. But they still had to pay the best part of what 80, 90 million to get him, without him really ever having done anything. Whereas Rice had won a European trophy and had been it come through what you know, West Ham's youth setup, and I think he was in the Chelsea academy, wasn't he? So only for a little while. Yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah. Didn't have that sneer on him.
1: Yeah. But, <laughs>
0: Going back to those best lineups, I suppose we we wouldn't be an Arsenal the podcast if we didn't drag up the goalkeepers again, <laughs> because I suppose we've got to. I, I don't really want to treat this as a, like, Raya versus Ramsdale thing, because I think at this point it's very clear that Raya is his number one. It just is, yep. like, he might as well say it. What did you make of, because the one thing that I did here when I was on my walk and listening to the game rather than watching it, because I had earphones in and the five live commentators are obviously quite close to the, the ground or quite close to the crowd. I did hear uh, a lot of unsettled supporters when mm. Ryan was, was, I was on the ball. Them. Well, that one where where the, it looked like he'd almost clipped it against the city player into his own net. I think it was Alvarez on on yeah. Radio 5. They thought they'd almost announce it as a goal because yeah. it went to the side netting, didn't it? And I, I was like, oh, God, that's going to be the headline. What, what did you make of... I mean, Mikel was very quick to big him up after the game, wasn't it? It was clearly... It was an instruction, wasn't it? It was clearly a tactic. Hold the ball as long as you can. Make City press you. Drag them out of position. And to his great credit, after a pretty terrible first half, he was much better in the second half. And arguably, some of his passing kept us... Particularly when we went in front, his passing was excellent. So where, where where do you sit on it? Because we've got to separate this. We love Ramsdale as a bloke compared yeah. to ability. We've got to separate it, haven't we?
1: Yeah, I was. Uh, I put in a WhatsApp group, fuck Arteta, fuck football, fuck <laughs> Fuck uh, Raya, because I just knew they were going to fuck up and we were going to lose. But then after the game, um, Arteta was quoted as saying that he has told him, keep the ball, play it out of defence, don't care how long you keep it for. That was the gist of it. But I was yep. getting so frustrated when he was doing that because we've seen so many years of that 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 playing out, a goalkeeper playing it out from the back broke check and then it yep. broke Leno and then Ramsdale was struggling with it and then Ramsdale kind of mastered it but he was also a bit of a tit with it. It was <laughs> it, I was, I was often say with Ramsdale you look at him when he's playing football and it's like he's watching cartoons in his brain or, rather than concentrating on the game, which is why we concede so many goals early on. Uh, not all his fault. But it does uh, does annoy me. And when you see Raya doing that, you think, oh, my God, it's the same bloody thing again. We were so close to that, nearly conceding a goal. But then in other parts of the game, you see him and you're going, he's passing that out, like passing the ball out from the back like Hullet when he was near the end and he was playing in, um, was it an anchor position when you play um, ahead yeah ahead of the back four because behind the back four is a sweeper ahead of the back four and football manager is an anchor and yeah. so that's where Rudhullit was playing it and he was pinging the balls all over the pitch and Lota Mateus did the same kind of thing when he dropped deeper and deeper these world-class players and when you've got a player as we've seen I know you should never go full um what's his name the the Bayern goalkeeper we say we should never go full no yeah Never go full Neuer. And we seem seen that he's, he, well, he's injured, isn't he, because he went skiing. But to see a, 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 when it does work, and it is working more often than it isn't, another clean sheet. We messed up against um, Lons in, in the week before, and I think oh, I've got no explanation for that. But to see when that works with Raya, when he's doing what Arteta tells him to do, that is it's magnificent, it's, it's unstoppable. When you've got a goalkeeper who can get the ball and kick it the length of the field or three-quarters length of the field down to an on-running winger, how do you stop that? We saw when Ramsdale first signed for us, he was doing that as well. And it was mm. wonderful and it worked and it was great. And then, because it takes quite a hefty kick, we saw that Ramsdale went down and he was holding his hip. And I think maybe Ramsdale had stopped doing it, either because it wasn't working enough or because he's got a, a sore hip. But yeah. Ray is doing it. And he, he, he can even do it while he's holding the ball, hold it in his hands and then launch it downfield. And that opens up a whole new avenue. When you have got Saka and Martinelli on those wings, who people can't catch with the ball anyway. And if you catch them on, and that brings a whole new meaning to the word counter-attack, when your goalkeeper is quarterbacking it from inside his area down to the wings. It's it's just wonderful. And it's working better and better, isn't it?
0: It, it is. I, I go back and forth on this. Like, I I said it previously and I'm still in the same camp I think I think is the better goalkeeper I just do Mm, Um, and that has nothing to do with my English bias uh, anti-English bias Um, I do think he's a better keeper the only thing the only thing that slightly bugs me about it and again this, this is the whole me being stuck in the 90s I'm not quite born in the 80s but 90s was me growing up football wise I, I just I know the modern game evolves but I kind of just want my goalkeeper to be a good goalkeeper, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I
1: understand
0: and I just sort of wonder if maybe and again this is not to criticise because obviously he did you know, he did turn the performance around on Sunday and he, his distribution is very good but I kind of want my goalkeeper to just I want him to have a big personality which Ramsdale clearly has I mean, I'm not saying Ryan doesn't but Ramsdale audibly has, sometimes to his detriment and, and I want my goalkeeper to come and claim crosses, make the big saves in the key moments. You know, I'm, I'm basically describing David Seaman, really, aren't I? But mm. I just think that if you've got a goalkeeper who who is a bit... I don't know if erratic's the right word, because I don't think either of them are erratic. But I, ju- I don't know. I just... Even when you see Edison and Allison doing it, I just think to myself, like, I want a goalkeeper who can just do what what they're in the goal to do and that's stop it, you know? And I and I always think like, yes, you can get the team moving quickly, but how much quicker would it be just to give it to a fullback? It's not like it's any any slower, is it? Giving it
1: to a fullback who's very technically gifted. So I don't know. Um Is it the element of surprise? Because maybe, to give yeah. it the goalkeeper to give it to the centre back and the, I mean, the the fullback and then the fullback to to then start the the attacking run or whatever he's going to do. Yeah, that's going to take two seconds. But yeah. for the goalie to get it, you don't know if he's going to pass out to the centre-backs, which we often do and build up play there, roll it out to a, a, a wing-back and do it there, or give it to Rice who will come and get it and then distribute it. But if you do it straight from the goalkeeper, you're going, oh, yeah. fuck it, they're off, they're off, shit. And if you're not watching it, which a lot of players in the Premier League are, oh, they don't really watch what's going on some of the time. If you can catch them catch them unawares, then it's yeah. a massive advantage. And I think that's why he's got. Then hopefully um, Ramsdale will learn from him, because well, yeah, Raya cool. isn't going to be our goalkeeper for the next decade, is he? Because he'll be uh, 38 by then.
0: Well, technically, yeah, yeah. I suppose he's a bit older, but but let's be honest. If if Raya keeps his place, Ramsdale will go at the end of the season. He, he's not going to sit there and. Second choice. The one thing I would say is I think Raya's probably the better choice in Europe because I think his style is perfect for European football. Mm. I just, uh, but I don't know. It does. It doesn't vex me. It doesn't keep me up at night. Like I don't, I don't go back and forth. I, I like Ramsdale, and he proved me wrong because I was one of those people going. We spent how much on who um, mm. when we got him? But I just think that I think Raya is is an upgrade. I just wonder. <laughs> I I keep coming back to this. Was he the upgrade we needed when we got it? I'd rather we spent that money on on a striker, personally, which is maybe another area we can pivot into. Well,
1: I would would like to have uh, spent it on a striker. We've got a a young man in the chat called Jeff Hulliff. The way we are trying to play, by using a keeper as a centre-back, will invite mistakes from time to time. The point is to free up an outfield player we aren't the only team doing this, and uh, I sent Mr. Huland for under 26 minute a WhatsApp message last night using floating windows because I made notes of the message he sent me. He said you've been sending him uh, unsolicited messages to.
0: I do well. I wouldn't say daily, but we we converse at least twice, three times a week. Yeah.
1: Yes. Good. Back and forth. I fam um, um, People who used to be on the pod. A certain Mr. John Welsh in the top right hand corner there. Has got mm. his his new place and he's got his internet and he'll mm-hmm. be back giving wise words and making ladies moist. John and the internet—what could possibly go wrong? Uh, ah.
0: But yeah, um, no, it'd be good. It'd be good to have John back. It's it's yeah. been a been a long time. Be be good to have him back on. Do you want to? Because this is very much a sea of positive podcasts. And just to give you guys all a heads up, it probably will be a bit shorter tonight because it is just mm. me and Danny. And you know, we we, we can't polish a turn but um (laughs) but should we as much as we are gonna as much as we have bigged up the positives and there's plenty do we do we have to have another conversation about that, that center forward area because you you're right in saying jesus did start wide and i must admit when i was listening to the radio coverage and i heard that i did roll my eyes i was like he's done it again but um it took let's not forget it took a substitute in Martinelli, who I thought was excellent, by the way, second half, considering he had half a hamstring, I thought he was brilliant. It took him coming on to give us a real goal threat because Jesus was working his ass off, but he was doing it in arguably the wrong position when he was out wide. Yeah, I just don't think Eddie really gave us anything. He, he I just yeah. he worked hard, but I just he don't never does.
1: The know. only thing he did in the game was that big smile at the end of it when Arteta was giving him a big hug. Yeah, it does not work. If a team is seeing Eddie up front, the team playing against us is going to go, oh, good, they're playing in Ketia. Right, one of the centre-backs can have a more attacking role. It doesn't work. It's never going to work. He is incapable of turning it on on a regular basis against men. He can do it against young men, like he did for the under-21s and for the Arsenal reserves, for the under-17s, 18s, 20s, whatever which one it was. But he is not going to do it in the Premier League. Even if he played 38 games a season for us, all 90 minutes, he would he, would, he probably wouldn't even get 10 goals. Because he his body language, it doesn't look like... He looks like a kid who's been sent to tidy up his room. He doesn't look like he's enjoying it. He looks like he's... he's um, it, it doesn't have the confidence which is, I don't know if that's what Arteta is hoping he's going to get from him, that he's going to get confidence, but he's doing absolutely nothing. I mean, just looking at his stats here, Premier League games in his entire career, he has played, um, here it is, 97 Premier League games, 16 goals. Mm. That's not good. I mean, he's got two this season, and to give him his dues, that's good, and he's managed to get us a couple of penalties by being brought down so that he's had four goal contributions. If you were pushing it this season, that's not enough last season, four goals in 30 Premier League games. Majority of them, yes, would have been, um, substitution. And two of those 50% of his goals were in one game against Man United. that got us points. But if you see, but Arteta should have done, he should have had Jesus up front and he should have had, Martinelli on the left, and they should have had Nelson on the right, which is the whole point of keeping Martin Nelson at the club, so when Saka isn't playing, you play Nelson on the right, and Nelson has shown he has got something about the lad. But Eddie, no. Nope. The problem with Reese
0: is he, waste. he plays better from the left, doesn't he? That's the problem there. So he's, he's almost the Martinelli backup. And Trossard obviously left with a hamstring injury as well, which is what gave Martinelli that opportunity mm. to come on and play. Yeah, I just think, I just think the argument with Eddie, whether you... You know, like him. I don't mean as a person. I mean as a player. Whether you like him or you don't, it's it sort of flies in the face when Mikhail says he wants you know world class players in every position. Well, we haven't got that. We haven't got any world class strikers really. Uh, and I'm not. That's not to be critical, Jesus. Because I think what he does for the team is there's no other player in Europe that could do what he does. He's a brilliant. He plays
1: in forward. five positions at once.
0: Yeah, and and he's he's so fundamental to our starting our press and everything he does but he's not any more than a 15 goal season striker I just think that yeah I I just and I'm, I I you, know, whether you talk about Ivan Tony whether you're talking about Ollie Watkins whether you're talking about a and other from whomever mr Boblox just said about the forward from final which I imagine would be Jimenez, the Mexican I would have thought if that's who he means but yeah I th- I just think there is a there is an upgrade to be made there and if we're all, you know, we're all, we're both arguing over Ramsdale, Raya, arguably two world-class goalkeepers, and yet we haven't got one world-class centre-forward. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, th- I think that's probably, and again, yeah, Ado, Mikho, et etc. They may well have irons in fires. They might be planning this already. I think well, I Watkins on, has just
1: signed a new contract, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, and we wouldn't, we wouldn't have gone for Watkins. He's too similar to what we've got. But I think there was an article on Sky the other day. I think I saw somewhere where Arteta dropped a hint about as forward I can't remember it was in one of his presses and someone attributed it as a hint to what excuse me what you might want in a forward but let's scoop yeah.
1: Collins when we need him I
0: know terrible but yeah I, I'd say it's <laughs> you have to be so careful in this modern world to upset people but it's not it's not a case of not liking Eddie and you know while he's in the shirt you'll always back him but I just, I almost feel like even he knows he's probably not good
1: enough. Do
0: you know what I mean? Like, I mean, like he plays. He like like
1: says here, I'm still adamant we should have spent the Kai's money on a strike in the summer and plus evening all because 65 million. I mean, when John does come back, John has started up the official Kai Havertz Protection League, and he <laughs> will well, have I'm, nothing I'm, bad said against founding,
0: him. I'm a founding member of that with
1: him, so yeah, yeah, but he's not gonna. I don't think he's ever going to do what he does for Germany. What he has done back well, in his day was it Leverkusen? He was playing that before.
0: Yeah, I was it Leverkusen? Yeah, yeah,
1: I, yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: I, I agree with you, but, but he's once, not a left eight. But that's the problem, isn't it? That, that, that this is the issue. It's not the player. It's the fact that we. It's the fact that we've signed a player for arguably for the wrong position. He, he's, I think, his best position is the other guard role. Is is as a ten or a false nine? Um. And we're not really going to play him there. What that that's an argument then. If you're gonna say, while Saka's out, you know, you're gonna play Jesus wide or whatever, but we expect Saka to be back after the international break, right? So then that sort of answers your question, doesn't it? Because Eddie drops to the bench, you bring in Jesus up front. I think there's a stat going round that we're we're currently sat joint top of the table, and we've played, what is it like 10 games this season all comps, and not one time have 13. our free 13. And not not one game have have our first-choice front three started together yet. So, you know, we've got that to come. And I suppose the argument is, while Odegaard is twatting them in from 25 yards and you're getting goals from the bench from Trossard and you're getting the, the goal output from Sacra Martinelli, brilliant. But my worry is when that dries up or when there is a spell where one of those or two of those is out injured or, you know, goes through a lean spell, that's when you need... Your plan B, and I personally would be in favour of, you know, if if we are in a situation again where we haven't got Jesus or one of the two wide men, I'd probably be tempted to put Kai as a, as a false nine and actually play play him as more of a forward player, not a striker, but as a forward based player. But um, but yeah, I mean, for for me, there's a play, there's a player there absolutely. He's a he's a quality footballer, habits, but there's just a lot of things that haven't quite melded with our style yet and that's what we're all waiting to see but again we're not going to complain because you
1: know well things are very good at the moment um james johnson friend of the pod um said i'm also baffled that havertz's two best games for arsenal have been against the best sides in europe as a false nine the experiment of him at eight is finished especially if party is back fit um james has his own youtube channel james johnson football so there you can go uh, another one that i recommend he's, he's a lovely bloke and he knows what he's talking about and he also gives great hair advice he's the only gooner on podcasting world that chris is jealous of that's a fact isn't it <laughs> it
0: is a very very good
1: head of hair so yeah go to go to youtube james johnson football and also go and uh, focus on trev's one the guns and yellow ribbons podcast both of them just like us they do it for the fun of it and they make sense yeah. so what do you think about what, what james said
0: I I think Yeah, I do I I do tend to agree that, that the, the party rice axis probably works but I think it I think we have to get our heads around the the idea that in the modern day there isn't any such thing as a strongest eleven, a first choice eleven, if you will. Yeah. I th- I think we have to thanks Phil for that comment, love that. I think we have to <laughs> I wish I, was as,
1: spoon. I wish I was as funny
0: as Bill Bailey, but still, the hairline is definitely going that way. But I think we have to accept the fact that in the modern game as we know it, you almost have to pick the players for the opposition rather than, rather than you know, just trying out the same 11 each week. No offense, but if you are playing Bolton, Burnley, Bolton, sorry, when did, when did Bolton get back to the Premier League? Christ. If you were playing Burnley, Luton, Sheffield United, and. Bournemouth, back-to-back every four weeks. You could pretty much play any of Trossard, Martinelli, Saka. You could play any of them anywhere, and, and we'd probably have enough. It wouldn't be an issue, right? And equally, you could play Havertz in midfield, and it, wouldn't be fi- it would not be, would be absolutely fine. But in these big games, I think, yeah, you probably do have to stack the midfield a bit more. And I thought Jorginho actually was pretty decent on Sunday, considering he got an early booking. I thought he managed his game really well, and, and he looked a bit more mobile than... Then I think some people give him credit for a couple of good interceptions, good passing range. So I, I think I think James is right. I think probably the parte parte linked with with Rice is probably what you're going to see, particularly when we go. I think the next, the first game back after the break is Chelsea away, isn't it? So I I wouldn't be at all surprised if that was the the midfield that you see at Chelsea, depending on other injuries or whatnot. Whoever comes back fit. I mean, party has gone away with Ghana, so he'll probably come back with half a leg next huh. week because that's what usually happens. Have but, we um, sent anyone
1: to go with him to make sure he behaves himself? I,
0: I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say something then, but I won't. But, um, I yeah, I, I I think you will see more of that. But I, I'm i not sure I do agree that the, the Havertz at 8 is finished. Not because I personally don't want to see it finished, but I think Mikel is... We all know Mikel. Like we know, he 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 flogged that part eight right back until it was until he literally couldn't yeah. do it anymore. Until um, he got a letter
1: from part, his mum saying season desist.
0: Yeah, uh, I think um, yeah, I, I think you'll still see Havertz in midfield, but I don't know. I just I'm not sure it works. And um, in a, in a weird way, I'd almost like to see what we could do if we dropped Erdegaard into more of a an eight and put Havertz into a 10. That would be something that would be more oh, he's a
1: more attacking play. player, isn't he?
0: Yeah, and I haven't seen anyone suggest that, but I think that, um, I think Odegaard is is far more suited to a, a box-to-box eight than, than Havertz is. Havertz is a finisher and a creator close in, whereas I, I, think, I think Odegaard could do that role. I think he's done it for Norway before, so... Yeah, it, it's one that will run and run. And I think we'll probably have many more conversations about that in the next few weeks, months, season. So, but we so do,
1: if we want to build this season, then we need to get the best out of Havertz. And I think maybe uh, you're not going to spend 65 million on him and then no. drop him, are you? we massively overpaid for him. The player was massively out of form. And I really mm-hmm. don't think it's going to work. Hope it does because he is. Uh, you see, you go just go on YouTube. him when he was, at, um, I keep wanting to say Kaiserslautern. Lauten Leverkusen. Leverkusen. Yeah, but, uh, Leverkusen. yeah. I don't if it has a K in it. Go and kind of look him at crew. Uh, <laughs> but it was uh, you go and look at that, and you think there is a player there. But he yeah. seems to be. You need to. He needs. To, he needs to run to the touchline and have a little hug with Arteta every every five minutes. And go, you're doing well, well, Kai. Yeah, but that, that's well that's confidence that's confidence though isn't it that'll Mm -hmm. come
0: like that that will come so i mean i i I just i i think i think with with kai yeah he needs an arm around his back i like the fact that the fans united to get kind of on his side Uh, that you know that that made me happy but we we can't like we can't have it both ways you can't bang on about his price tag and 65 this 65 that and then say oh yeah but we need squad depth you know what what would you rather have uh Two million Sambi Lukonga sat on the bench, or a you know an international German by habits. You know which do you want? Do you know what I mean. So as long as he's happy to fight for his place, and I think I think if you asked him, if you asked him directly if he's been in good form, I think he would admit he struggled. I, I don't think you know, he's not stupid. He's clearly an intelligent player. Like I don't think he would be stupid enough to say, yeah, I'm playing great. How on earth am I not in the side? I think he knows he's struggling a bit, but
1: everyone should give him until at least halfway through, until after Christmas, and then see. Give him the season. Give him the season. I mean, before you start complaining too much, because he hasn't got a settled position. He's playing in a new side. He's playing in a quality side, and to try and catch up to the speed everyone else is at. I mean, it's amazing. Declan has got into the team, and he's virtually fantastic every single game. But he's also the teammate of of so many of the players at the club.
0: And, and And he's one of those players that adapted just quicker. You know he's just one of those you know, it's just what's happened and and I think the other thing as well with 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 Kai is that if you if you look at it from a perspective of players that we've brought in over the years that have or haven't worked they're're not, not just going to give up on him because he's had a couple of a couple of games where it hasn't quite worked he he's, He strikes me as one of those players that if something goes right for him, it's not necessarily just a goal but a big moment. Can transform a whole, a whole player's, whole player's career, whole player's situation. It, it, so much can change, you know. So, and How about
1: Chelsea away next. I mean, you know, that would be quite poetic, wouldn't it? Hopefully, absolutely, Bob Lex has put a question in there about it. But um, England are playing Australia in the the Football Ashes. Down the hmm. totally football show, meaningless. Don't I don't watch cricket. I don't watch any of those other sports. But Eddie in the England squad for the second time in a row. Do you think you it, it, get it in, would get Eddie a game? I didn't even know he got in. Well, judging by Southgate last time, no, he won't
0: because he just took him along and didn't use him, did he? So, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he will. I mean, yeah. The, the 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 one that really gets me. I know we've already covered Eddie, but when I when I watch uh, Balogun at, at Monaco and he's settling now, yeah, albeit, got a of goals, not he? Yeah, got a banger at the weekend. Um, although he we missed a couple of penalties a few weeks ago. I, I just wonder if him and Eddie hadn't have had the same agent and the contract situations were reversed, I think we know which one we would have kept. That, that's mm. how I see it. I think that the only issue is, you know, Balogun wanted to play, so we were always going to sell him. But if his contracts had been the length of Eddie's and Eddie's had been the length of flows, I think we would have seen a very different situation. And from Arteta's point of view, You know he's not going to come out of the press and go, well, you know, I like Eddie, but he's a bit shit. But we're stuck with him, so you know, let's give him some games, lads. He's not going to do that, is he? So he's obviously going to praise him to the hilt and make him feel fantastic, and rightly so, because that's a manager's job. But
1: I'd like Eddie to score a hat trick against on his debut for England against Australia. I mean, Australia—they—they lost two one to Ecuador, and they played Argentina twice recently and Ecuador twice.
0: I'll, I'll put my head on the block and say he doesn't get a minute while he's on England duty. <laughs> so, yeah. so, um, and to be fair, Watkins should should play ahead of him on form, so yeah. should do. Yeah, but anyway, I think overall, although you know, it probably sounds like we're like doom and gloom here. We're not. It, it's a fantastic no. result, and, it, Brilliant. and it's you know, I, I really, I I sort of I, I don't know if anybody else, maybe you, yourself, Daniel, people in the chat, but I. I I feel like it's like we're joint top of the league, and I don't really feel like we've got going this season yet at all. I really don't. I think, barring that performance at home to PSV and at stages in the Man United game, and arguably in the first half against Spurs before Declan Rice went off, I just don't think we've really. Because even Bournemouth, I don't think we were brilliant at Bournemouth. They were just terrible. So, you know, so I, I don't think we've hit anywhere near top gear, and that it could be quite exciting because if there's levels for this side to go up to, but the Chelsea game on when we come back is important because they're, I wouldn't say they're on the up, but they put a few, a couple of results together. they we need,
1: kind of leveled out.
0: Yeah, we need to go up up to the one pound, one pound ditch and uh, slap them around a bit and, and make sure they know their place because we don't want to, we don't want to give them any false hope this season. So that'll be an interesting right. one to come back to for sure.
1: Yeah, hopefully the, um, Saka's not gone on international duty, so he'll finally get a rest. That means that's three games for club and country in a row that he's missed, which will be fantastic. Yeah, Trossard and
0: Saliba as well. Trossard and Saliba are both staying home as well. Trossard's got a hamstring tweak, and Saliba has a a sore toe, which I'm led to believe is not serious. I think it's one of those that he had to have an injection in, but with rest, he should be all right. So I think it was wise to pull him out so yeah that should be uh, should be all right
1: there but it is i'm on tenterhooks as they say with the the fact that we are so close to being able to fall apart this season and we haven't seen the continuation of the football that we played up until the last five games of last season mm. that t- t- scintillating tantalizing effervescent football that you looked at it and went, I can't believe my team are playing this kind of football week in, week out, destroying people. Like yeah. you said, we've seen it against PSV and that's it. Yeah. And a, a little flashes every now and then. And, and you that's... think we have got most of our play we've got our virtual best eleven playing, yeah. we're still not doing it. And
0: but that but that leaves me, but that leads me to hope that when something clicks we'll we'll blow somebody away. Because that PSV result was coming, wasn't it? We were we were sort of suggesting that we were starting to find some form. Um, and then it kind of continued on from there. So I I, I say I want to I w I wanna I don't mind us being quote unquote boring too much. I don't mind us grinding out a few
1: results. Oh yeah, but it's kind you, of a good scene. Not not being in great form and still top of the league and
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean look at Spurs, I mean Spurs have got they've had an open bus open top bus parade and they've they've beaten what? Sheffield United,
1: Luton. Uh, and we've got yeah, all them to the come.
0: Powerhouses of teams, you know?
1: <laughs> I mean, that's uh, them claiming they're the best because they're top of the league on goal scored. It's like us claiming we're top of the league uh, on alphabetical order. Same thing. Yeah, it's, it's meaningless.
0: It's a, it's a trophy to them. Let's not forget yeah. that. And they, they um, have
1: beaten arguably the
0: worst Man United team in the history of Man United at home. And they have, they, they got a, a leg up to beat Liverpool. Um, and, and as I say, they've beaten those giants in Sheffield United and Luton and. Uh was it Burnley, I think they beat as well. So I mean, yeah,
1: obviously that huge results, you know. So um Avon makes a good point here. Other than the last 20 minutes against City, we haven't had Erdegaard, Party and Rice on the pitch at the same time. We haven't had Jesus sack and Martinelli on the pitch together yet. Like those pictures that I was showing, that oh Timmy's awake. He's just been banging his head again. He's going like that in his dreams and banging his face against the table. Fucking um so yeah, when we when he does get his best eleven, if we can get his Arteta's best eleven in a run of a couple of games, not that one, this one, with Party Rice and Erdegaard, front three like that. That team, ten games in a row, which is never gonna bloody happen, but if it did, they they would be unstoppable. They are yeah. better than Man City. Well you look at
0: look at our fixtures coming up when we get back from this dreaded interlull. So it's Chelsea away, followed by Sevilla away followed by Sheffield United at home, away to West Ham, away to Newcastle, home to Sevilla. And then you got Burnley, Brentford, Lens. So, I mean, it, it's a pretty big month, really, isn't it? Early Chelsea, September. Sevilla, Sheffield United, West Ham, Newcastle. Yes, I mean, it's it's a pretty, pretty big three to four weeks now for results. I mean,
1: Newcastle were uh, the surprise package this season after their terrible start. Yeah. They're, now, they're now back on it.
0: But I still don't really buy a lot of what they're doing. I still don't I still think they I still think you can get at them. And again they've they've played some pretty good sides. They've also played some pretty bad sides. And and that PSG result I don't really buy too much into it because PSG literally turned up with five forwards. I mean <laughs> they were there to be shot at. So I don't think you can read too much into how bad they were. So I just think I just think that Chelsea game although Chelsea are dog shit at the moment I still think it's quite a big game. It's It still feels like a big game anyway.
1: True. Um, are we done? There were some, some pictures that I wanted to share. There was... Um, I do like a little bit of Arsenal artwork. There's this bloke called Anders Peterson, Pedersen at Andy Cloned, and he's done this lovely little... Uh, um, quad picture of circles with arsenal stuff inside it he does a little bit of arsenal art i think that's really good
0: yeah
1: i like cool. the way that he's used the right colors for that also he's he's done an arsenal badge which is still better than the shit we got at the moment um hand then we've got this one here uh
0: hand painted it
1: looks like as well no idea um we've got the uh someone's edited the uh the peaky blinders With North London, London. North London is red and all the players in there and yeah, a little bit shonky in places, but it was funny. And then uh, the other two I've already shown you. And uh, you've got this one here of Arteta and Pep on the ground. We can't decide whether that's been photoshopped at all because they are very close together. I think maybe they were both doing it during the game, but they've been chopped up. Yeah, Uh, Arteta celebrating on the 94th minute. Our run of games against Man City. God, that's depressing, isn't it? Yeah.
0: It had to end at some point, let's be honest. A lot of lot of scores to nil as well, isn't there, in that? cracky
1: We've not had the best of times for it. And then, uh, yeah, top of the table. We're first on, on alphabetically, which is how it works. I should have edited that and put us top.
0: I wonder who the scum have got next as well.
1: Um, They have got...
0: Probably some blind team at home or something.
1: They are at home to Fulham, away to Palace, home to Chelsea.
0: Okay, so yeah, realistically, they're probably going to win the next two, and they've got Chelsea. So, and that one's always a bit spicy. So, yeah, yeah. but I'm, I'm not worried about them. Um, uh, nope. You know, they, they can have their moment. I quite like their delusion. I'm quite enjoying them, thinking that they're they're back. I don't know where they came back from, but apparently they're back, so that's great. But yeah, they can have their delusion. The the two that I. The two that I look at as our direct rivals right now are City and Liverpool, just because I think Liverpool are getting there. I think they're still a little bit short, but they're getting there. And City, you just—I mean, you know, you, you know they, they are that archangel of doom hanging over you. You know that they're going to put together a run of, you know, fifteen successive wins or something ludicrous over the Christmas period of the new year, and then you're—that's when. But that—that's why this result was so important, is at some point in the season you have to take points off City. Because you know they're not going to drop them elsewhere, you know, or very unlikely to. The fact they've dropped three at Wolves and now dropped three directly to us as a rival, um, mm. and have they played? Did they play Liverpool? They have played Liverpool, so haven't they? Or have, have they? No idea. I think I think they've played Liverpool. I'm sure they played them earlier on the season, but yeah. Um, and I think I think I'm right in saying as well, City played Man United in two weeks. So and normally you'd go well, <laughs> nice easy result that for City, but again a derby you just never know do you and I think it's at Old Trafford so yeah I, I think winning against City is crucial because you've got to take points off them and, and we've done that so now we can just get on with our own fixtures we can't now go and lose to Chelsea because that would just set us back where we started
1: yeah need to uh, get, keep keep pushing on keep getting better doing what yeah. we're doing and then the, uh, the, the the sprinkles and the sparkles will start adding themselves to the games as we go along, but we are bedding in uh, two two new players. There should be three. Are you a little bit concerned about how often um, Zinchenko gives the ball away?
0: Yes. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but th- but again, the problem with Zinchenko is um a he's rent-free in some people's heads at the moment which is i find quite funny but we're not going to go down that route because that will upset a lot of people but i've seen a lot of very angry little timmies on twitter this week for someone daring to share their personal views anyway um and by the way just to clarify it is horrific what's going on now i'm not i'm not uh i'm not for a minute suggesting anything otherwise but he's He's not really a defender,
1: <laughs> so no, That's not where he plays for the Ukraine, is it? No,
0: uh, you know, and and let's not forget when he was at Shakhtar, I think he was a he was a ten slash wide forward, and now for Ukraine, as you say, as you say, he's playing for the Ukraine right now as a midfielder. So and really, he plays for Arsenal as a midfielder. Let's make no bones about it. I did like the fact he closed his legs when Doku took him on. I had visions of him getting done by Salah. Was it Salah who nutmegged him at Anfield for that goal last year? So I had visions of him doing the same again, but he did he did close his legs this year, so that was good. But um yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, in, in Zinchenko's defense, and, and I love Ben White, Ben White can gets done fairly easily from right back as well, sometimes. Yeah, but Not, he's good looking. Well, and, and he's, he's also and he's also a better defender than Zinchenko, so it happens far less. But I'm just saying, in to balance it out. Both fullbacks can get roasted because both of our fullbacks are both not fullbacks. One's a central midfielder and one's a centre back. So, but but they're both doing an excellent job. And I guess the argument is um the 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 payoff or the split is what Zinchenko gives you going forward is far more far more key to what we do than having an out and out Tierney left back, for example, who is just a left back. At least in Mikel's mind, anyway. Whether I would see it the same way, I don't know. But I'm not paid to manage the club, so I don't care.
1: Also, it's a bit odd that Tierney's injured, Laconga's injured,
0: yeah, uh, Tavares,
1: isn't Tavares injured as well.
0: Yeah, but I think I think Nuno was already carrying an injury, so I don't think that's an injury he's got since he's been away. Whereas Sami was really unfortunate, and um, and Tierney. Yeah, that sounds like the problem with Tierney is is it's a sell on value, isn't it? Yeah, that's the worry. But um and of course he's a nice bloke and you'd like to see him get his football. So yeah, he's a bit of a shame. Not not even not even substitute appearances at the moment. He's he's way off it. He's in the Brazil under twenty threes though, so there's that all? Yeah. But um no, I I thought he'd play a bit more, but they've their the form of their wide players for non has been a bit too good for him to get game time so far. So nothing. Uh, Not a sausage
1: jimmy's son's eighth birthday happy birthday jimmy's son uh jimmy my junior majesty. huh jimmy junior jimmy junior so happy birthday jimmy to you you're eight yeah what's the world gonna be like when you're
0: 53 oh,
1: pieces floating around in space somewhere as all the humans have blown it up more than likely uh, uh, yeah in my birthday no. as tony adams and charlie george what what a wonderful way. Let's just do some questions, shall we? Yes. I think I share a birthday
0: with David Ginela, by the way. But anyway, let's move on. Oh bonjour.
1: <laughs> uh Jimmy says with VAR being on its knees and PGMO basically a clown party, that'll be that will be the breaking point when clubs say enough is enough. You lot are looking good and we need to look abroad questions for Chris. I have fucking no idea what that means. You, I think you've been on the uh, on the Chinzano there, Jimmy. Can so you make a
0: tale of that? In Clown Party, would it be breaking point when club say enough is enough, you lot are not good enough, we need to look abroad. Right, I think what he's getting at there is... Would you, how you like long... to buy
1: some punctuation, Jimmy, is what we're asking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think what Jimmy's saying is how long is it going to be before we go and get our officials from overseas and start using
1: foreign referees or yep.
0: officials and... yeah. I think, which is dangerous, I think it's more likely that they go down the route of employing professional VAR assistants. That's what I think is... that's The logical next move for me is that. That's what I think they're going to go for next. Because we said it last week, um, it seems madness that they're putting these 40-something northern Northerners... We run around in little black tracksuits every weekend and telling them to operate machinery that they've probably never even seen. So I I think that's more likely to happen. But for the record, I think Jimmy's right. I would love to see us with some foreign referees just to see if it makes any difference. They might get absorbed into the clown car that is how we run this league, um, or they might not buy into the alleged corruption that goes on from outside it. But I would love to see... A few referees. I, I'd actually like to see it like the Champions League and uh, European games where referees from different countries just go, you know, do the rotation. There'd be a lot so, less bias. Yeah, I think they would. But I don't think that'll ever happen because they're all employed by the leagues themselves rather than as a independent body. But, um, yeah, it'd be interesting. But, I, I yeah, I, th- I think of a professional, VAR uh, technician, and nothing's going to change until the end of the season anyway. We know that, so... Yeah, it needs to change. Something needs to be done because it's it's just mistake after mistake, like we <laughs> said last week.
1: Could there be a future of having a, a collective pool like we do for the Champions League for all games in, in the top five European leagues? And uh, then yeah. it would be the, the game of referees from other leagues to try and get into that pool because we can't carry on the way we're going because there is blatant favouritism and blindness going on. Uh, And plus, if they know they're going to lose their, their spot in the elite tier of uh, refereeing to some Johnny foreigner, they might sort their fucking lives out.
0: Well, that's it. It, It's jobs for the boys at the moment, isn't it? And you know, there's a lot of, a lot of older referees, a lot of, you know, the way Mike Dean spoke to mercy the day, however, however much of it might've been slightly choreographed or not. You know, he, it, it, like Mike Dean's attitude, why, why we've now got celebrity referees in this country, I just it blows my mind because nobody cares yeah. about them. Um, yeah, but I think um, the way Mike Dean spoke was that symptomatic, classic, I'm the referee, you know, that David Ellery schoolmaster style. We are the referees, we tell you what goes. Listen to me, son, come here and listen to what I have to say to you, and that's not the way it should be. Like. I'm not condoning players effing and jeffing in referees' faces and, you know, that they do have to have a level of respect. But as many have told me over my 40 years on This World and many will continue to tell me, you earn respect. You don't just get given it. You earn someone's respect. You earn someone's trust. And you you implement that by how you go about your life, your lifestyle and how you treat other people. And if Unless referees your name is...
1: Francis Garno, then you get it immediately. I mean, yeah, that's fair enough. Or you yeah, get he's broken. A, he's, he's a big lad. Noza and Boblix are asking, did we talk about Oliver working for the UAE? Yes, Chris mentioned that at the beginning of the show. All right, next question. Um, I'll answer this one from uh, Phil the Mac-, Mac Maca. says, how long before Spurs' new manager bounce ends when he stops playing teams that are probably going to get relegated? That's the easy answer to that one one for you from Mr. Boblex, with our form and Chelsea's form by how much should we smash them next week?
0: Yeah, I sort of feel like we've kind of mentioned that in my little drone on a minute ago, but all all I would say to that is uh, i mm, part part of me thinks we'll go over there and turn them over because again they've they've won a couple of games against some pretty average teams, but I don't know. I, I think it'll be a bit closer than a lot of us probably. They would won't be taking be. any prisoners. No, no, that's true. That's um, what I worry about. And and Mudrik will probably uh, decide to have a good game just because he can, and that's because, uh, no, I, I I'm I'm fairly confident we win the game, but I don't think yeah. it will be. I think it will be an ugly, dirty game, and don't forget Pochettino, obviously ex as well, There's a bit there. Yeah, I, I could see us coming away with a a one-nil or a two-one. I think we won 1-0 last year, didn't we? With that, was it Gabrielle's head? I think it was last year. I've
1: got no idea. Um,
0: I think we won 1-0 at Stamford. You could say so, we
1: we're, in, were invaded by aliens and I wouldn't remember.
0: I think it was. I think it was. Somebody in the chat will know. But yeah, I think if we go away there and grind it out and get a 1-0 win, I'm just as happy with that as if we go over there and win 3-2. So yeah, I'd, I'd take a, a close run thing. But obviously, in, in reality, Chelsea, they're still not very good. So I would like to see a slap them around a bit, yeah.
1: I'm just trying to see if the uh, referee's been assigned yet, but there's no, I can't find anything about that. Been um, question here from Jimmy again. Why is it when we beat a top six team over the last couple of years, all the pundits and the media always put a downside on something as if we were lucky and when we turn, and when will it turn? To we are better than ever. again, would you like to buy a, um, a comma? Because, it's because we're Arsenal, isn't it? That's why nobody likes us. That's just, that's just how it is, isn't it? We don't when get credit. Move to go and live on the M25. It sounds like you a thousand cars are going past. What it does, you doing?
0: doesn't it? I'm not. The, the window is, is open ajar, but we'll soon be in winter and I'll have to close it again. But no, I live on a main road, unfortunately. I should yeah. be more professional and mute every time, but
1: sorry. No. That's too much bother.
0: And <laughs> um, finally, this shit.
1: <laughs> Mr. Bob experts, how hard should Arteta punch Michael Oliver in the head? All the hard, I think is yeah. the appropriate answer from that. All the hard. Uh, uh, that's us. We're done now.
0: So I just muted because a car went past them. This is what happens, you see. It, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't work. Uh, yes, yes, that is us done. Um, our thoughts at this difficult time go to Jeff Arsenal's boiler because uh, it is right, a tough hey. time uh r.i.p to that uh, i think he said it was 18 years old i think he said which is 18 months yeah. oh, 18 months not 80 oh, 18 months old i was gonna say yeah. jeff doesn't have like old goods surely he has only the best
1: i but, thought uh, he he hired a man with a shovel just to like like a scene confidence. off the titanic just shoveling endless amounts of uh of coal yeah yeah
0: that's what there should go. There's,
1: there's proof there is proof there's, yeah it's on the on the on the, the blink Boiler and he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's been poking it with a stick for two hours. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone's a qualified plumber, get around there immediately.
0: But uh yes, that will do us for this week. Uh, thank you for all for tuning in. We uh, we uh appreciate you ever so much, ever so much. And if you appreciate us or if you like what we do, you, you might be. I'm convinced that every once in a while we get a first-time viewer. They probably come in once and go, yeah, that's not for me, and click off. But in the... Vague chance that you did stick around, you did enjoy what we do. Uh, please do, uh, please do flick the subscribe button on the YouTube's turn your bell notifications on so that you'll be notified when we go live, whenever that may be. And you kind of need that notification bell for this channel because even we don't know when we're going to go live half the bloody time. So if we don't know, 69.4% were
1: subscribed, 30.6% not subscribed. That's poor. That's poor. What, What are you doing with your
0: life? And at least 36% of those were bots. So, you know. But, uh, no, in all seriousness, if you if you are just a casual viewer um, and you don't object to seeing our faces, then, yeah, hit subscribe. Maybe give us another show. And then if we're still crap, you can unsubscribe afterwards. But, uh, no, we do appreciate you all. I know we're across multiple platforms. But uh, thank you for for coming in and hanging out because if you didn't, it would be me and Danny just talking shit to each other without anybody here, which is awesome. Be like one long message to our jeff in it would land. it would absolutely be that but no it's it's very good um we're happy things are going well we're enjoying ourselves and actually fuck like it why not i'm the host of this shit so i can do this if you like football from around the uh, around the globe there's plenty of podcasts but if you're particularly interested in that of a french persuasion you might like the podcast that i also host called french football weekly so me. there you go so if you want to uh take in uh, myself or if you like me as a host then you will find me on French Football weekly as well so yeah enjoy that right just before we go i just want to leave you with this message uh i think it's important that yesterday was world mental health day um i don't think it's a secret i don't think anybody on this podcast will mind me saying that over the variety of different hosts and guests and um co-presenters whatever it is i think we've all had our own individual battles here and there and we all have ups and downs i fucking hate this time of year it's bloody depressing it's miserable i can't stand the dark nights Um, and even i get a little bit down sometimes so if you are watching this and you have got a mate you haven't spoken to for a while or you've got that person you haven't reached out to for a while or just somebody that you just really appreciate and you see them each and every day just tell them just tell them and be there for them and uh, maybe make a new connection with someone because you never know where it might lead. All right. So look after each other out there. We love you very, very much. And we'll be back with you. Danny doesn't, Danny doesn't love I anybody
1: tolerate most of you,
0: <laughs> but we will be back with you. I don't know if we'll do a show next week because it is international break. If we've got something that we can find that's interesting enough to talk about, and if more importantly, if anybody's around, it might just be like a
1: well I've been threatening to do a show with Gav for a while, bless him. So oh, maybe okay. I might there's a whole ticket sh- um, shenanigans is going on, so he might oh, maybe you might like that like that up, or maybe I might do a show with Deke because he hasn't been on since we stopped doing the post and pre-game shows. And maybe Stan, I don't know. Yeah. They might reply to our messages, Chris, I'm well, like the rest of those fuckers. It's
0: more about who's available, really, isn't it? I'm amazed I'm still rocking on here, but
1: uh I'm amazed you yeah. turned up so often this season.
0: Incredible, isn't it? There's still time for me to go walkies, don't worry. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, so if we have a show, it'll be on the usual places Twitter, um and, and uh YouTube, etc. So yeah, keep your bell notifications turned on, you won't miss a show. Easy as that, eh? Right. Uh Danny, thanks for um padding us along nicely tonight. Just me and you. It's it's been fun. Thank yep. you very
1: much. Thank you much for hosting, and I'm jiggling because I've just decided I need a wee. And at 53, when you need a wee, you really need to we.
0: And on that note, I literally have nothing else to say. Uh, Thank you to all of you who joined us in the live chat. We love you all. Keep it arsenal. And we need to get the fuck out of there before Danny pisses himself. All the bless. God bless.
1: Good night. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Get down, dog. Splendid business. You nearly caught the bloody thing. What are you talking about? (laughs) So I've just eaten a full quiche. Well, you don't often see them at it, so when you see them in the supermarket, they need to be swagged, Microwave immediately and get the brown sauce on them and bosh, Bob's your uncle. Never in doubt.